you were born pre-packed. God looked at your entire life, determined your assignment, and gave you the tools to do the job before you. Hi, this is Greg. I'm one of the pastors here at West Valley Christian Church. Even though we were pre-packed, something happened along the way. When we opened up our bag and looked in, we discovered some things that did not belong in there. Things that are not good for us to be carrying around. Their presence are affecting the good that God has pre-packed for us. In this series, we'll be diving into God's Word to identify some of the unhealthy things in our bags that need to be unpacked. We hope you enjoy. We used to have a Roundup Sunday. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember those days. You remember those days when uh, you used to go to school and then for summer you had three months off? You remember that? Yeah, that was back in the day. But then you would have Labor Day weekend, like we just did, and then school would start. And so one of the things that we knew as a church, and it's all over the nation, you would kind of disappear during summer, a lot of people. And so Pastor Kirby would have back to Sunday, back to church Sunday, and he called it Roundup Sunday, and we would all dress round up and we'd have a big picnic. So the staff decided a few months ago, let's bring that back. So here we are. So uh, we are, we are, and you're here. That's good. Look around. There's a lot of you and, and a lot of people I've met. You brought your friends and your family. And as Mandy just sang, welcome home. And online, welcome home. We're glad you're a part of this, but uh, you're virtually going to have to jump on the moon bounces today because right after this service, we have a big old fashioned picnic and we've got moon bounces out there, cornhole. I think we have 15 entries into the chili cook-off. And then we've got a pie baking contest that's happening. There's a dunk tank. There's just all kinds of time, like the old days, where you just go have an old-fashioned picnic. So we want to invite you. It's all free. So after the service, immediately go out there. Don't leave during my sermon so that you get a <laughs> burger, uh, you know, but throw, oh my gosh, it's going to be good. So well, I want to invite you to that, all right? But that's what Roundup Sunday is all about. And uh, this is kind of special because I get to wear this maybe once a year. This is Grandpa's hat. Grandpa went on to be with the Lord many years ago at 97 years old, but it's a good old Stetson hat that Grandpa used to wear. So everyone's told me how I'm supposed to keep this. I didn't know. I just throw it in the closet. They're like, no, let's pray. Father, it is good to be in your house. It is good to be alive. It is good to be here on Roundup Sunday, whether we're here in this place or watching online. God, Help us as we walk into this new series that we'll be walking through here for the next uh, month plus. God, there are so many things that you want for our life, and there's so many things that we've put in our life that don't belong there. And I pray that throughout this series called Unpack, that you would, you would, through your Holy Spirit, do your thing. Help us, Lord. Help us to pay attention. In Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. So we're starting a new series called Unpack. Can you say that with me? unpack. And you're like, what is that all about? Well, I want to tell you, it's all about this book. What book do I have in my hand? The Bible. This is God's word. Amen. Never veer from it. This doesn't change. I change. This thing doesn't change. All right. And so we at West Valley Christian Church that believe this is God's word and we're going to learn from it. And uh, there's a secondary book that we're using as a resource, very secondary. Uh, it's from an author that I love, Max Licato, and the book is called Traveling Light, so I'll be referring to it. But if you want something to add to your time of reading with God, a kind of a devotional book, this is a great book, 
an older one, but I want to read to you a clip out of the book. It says this, you were born pre-packed. <laughs> you were born pre-packed. God looked at your entire life, determined your assignments, and gave you the tools to do the job. However, something happened along the way. When we opened up our bag, our life, and looked in, we discovered some things that do not belong there. Can I hear an amen? amen. Things that are not good for us to be carrying around. Their presence is affecting the good that God has prepacked. Can you identify with that little clip from the book? Man, God, is, God has designed us, fearfully, wonderfully made us. But you and I, you and I, along the way, we add things that we probably should not have added. And so this is what we're going to do. We are going to take a look at our lives, our hearts, and see what it is that we need to take out of it that God does not want us to have. Uh, the best way for me to describe this is, I, you know, missions is a big thing at our church, right? We love uh, to be involved locally, domestically, and internationally. Uh, missions has looked a little different during COVID, but we didn't give up. But one of the things West Valley is known for is putting together teams and going all over the place and uh, ministering. And so I think it's like 12 plus teams that I've been a part of leading uh, in specifically Chile and Samoa and uh, at some other places. But one of the things we do is we do a lot of training. We want you to understand the culture so we don't just walk in there as Americans and go, it's our way, right? So we come alongside, we learn the language, we learn customs, we learn food, all that kind of stuff. I see uh, Stacy's here. You've been on a handful of those trips with us. So we do all this training. But one of the big things in the training is learning how to pack. Because we don't know how to pack especially us as Americans, you know, we got to have all the comforts of home. <laughs> so we do that. And one of the things I learned early on, we, we say that, you know, because the airlines, you can't have a bag, a bag that's more than 50 pounds or you get charged, you know, some ridiculous amount of money. So we tell people, when you show up, and it's usually at the back of the church and the families are here and everyone's excited, but we've got a scale and we weigh your luggage. And as much as we've told you, there are people that show up for a nine, 10 day missions trip with a bag like this. And you hear, you know, it's like two people are kicking this thing out of the truck or the van or whatever, and boom, right? And then you see, I'm not going to give names on this one, but there's one I'm thinking of particularly. You know, through the, and I'm like, oh, that ain't going to work. Sure enough, this particular trip, this is what happened on this particular Samoa trip. 59 pounds. So I, I have no shame because I've warned you. I'm going to open up that thing or we're going to start throwing things out of here. This particular case, it was, it was drama. I'll just leave it at that. And we got that thing down, we thought. And then at the airport, we had to take out more. The same exact trip, a 20-year-old. Walking up like this. And I'm going to give his name. Connor. <laughs> Connor, where's your bag? I see you got your backpack. What do you mean? Where's your bag? He goes, it's right here. I said, no, but what are you bringing to Samoa? It's all right here. I'm like, no. 
I'm not sure you could put even 10 pairs of underwear in here, Connor. We have a, I have some questions. No. But Connor, Connor knew how to do it, and he did it, right? And so here's the question. Do you travel like this, or are you traveling like this? Now, I don't want you to, you know, talk about the practical, you know, how you, but I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about your life. I see people pointing at each other. This is not good. This isn't therapy. I'm not getting involved in all that stuff, all right? But let's think about our life. God wants us living like this, and so many of us are living like this. We have packed so much garbage into our lives, and we wonder why we're barely making it through when God has given us everything we need right here. Amen? So, so part of that's kind of the setup for the whole sermon series, but here's what I want to do. Today, we're just going to open up our heart, open up our life, and we're going to start looking at some specifics over the next few weeks of things that are packed in our life that ought not be there. So let me tell you the clothing, the stuff today. Ready? Burdens and unrest. Now, I've already assessed this situation. Nobody in here has any burdens or unrest. It's good that I talked to the first service, amen? And those of you online, I'm glad you're listening. Especially you, Uncle Casey in Hawaii. But think about it. Think about it. The truth is, I wish I didn't have burdens. I wish I didn't have unrest. Matthew has a great passage Matthew chapter 11, open up your Bibles, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, that's going to speak to the burdens. And some of you have heard this verse a million times, some of you have never heard this. This is gold. They're like those verses in Scripture, they're all good. Well, then actually the truth is they're not all good. <laughs> but there's some that are just beautiful. They're promises for you and I, and this is one of them. Matthew chapter 11, 28, 30. It says, come to me. Who's saying this? Jesus. Can we say it? Jesus. Let's say it again. Jesus. Jesus says, come to me all. All means whether you're small, whether you're tall, when you're skinny, whether you're a little bit wider, uh, whether you're educated, whether you're uneducated, whether you're Republican, whether you're Democrat. He says all. All. Jesus says, all of you come to me who are what? Weary and burdened. And here's what's beautiful. And I will give you it's not a great word to say. Rest. Just say it. Rest. Oh, there's just something about just saying it. Rest. He says, come to me. Like politics isn't going to give you rest. Finances aren't going to give you rest. People aren't going to give you rest. But Jesus says, I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke. Not a, like an egg. The, the, red, the, or, the red part. What? There should be no red. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the yellow. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am what? Jesus says, I am what? Jesus says, I am gentle and humble. Some of you have been told otherwise. Some of you have told that he's got a, an iron fist and he's ready to take you and he's ready to judge you and he's ready to condemn you. No, I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest. Oh, this is so good. You will find rest for your what? Rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to speak about this verse just a little bit. First of all, this is a promise. This is a promise according to this passage for all. 
It's a beautiful picture. I'm a visual person. It's a beautiful picture that Jesus is painting here for all of us. Yoke. Like I said, it's not the yellow part of an egg. But a yoke here means a heavy wooden harness that fits, fits onto one or more oxen. It's attached to a piece of equipment the oxen are to pull. Raise your hand if you've ever seen a yoke. What's interesting about a, a yoke is there's two slots, right? Because it's for one or two oxen. And in the picture that Jesus is painting, your head is in one side of the yoke. Did you catch that? And a lot of us are trying to do life with all this unnecessary baggage, and we're trying to pull all of this, carry all of this with just our one head and the yoke. And what Jesus is saying is, I, I want to come alongside of you. He doesn't say, I'm going to take your head out and I'm just going to go do this for you, right? That's what some of us want. Can I hear an amen on that? But he says, I'm going to, Eddie, he says, I'm going to come alongside of you and I'm going to help you. And that promise is for all of us. But here's what this passage doesn't say. It doesn't say, I'm going to come and stick my head in that yoke whether you want me there or not. It's a choice. And we talk about it here at West Valley all the time, that God has given us free will and that we have to choose whether we're going to allow him to come alongside. And it's not because we have all this power and we have more power than Jesus. Jesus has all power and authority in heaven and earth according to Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, right? But he has given us choice. And so he's not going to force himself on us. He's given an invitation to say, come, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You see, the heavy yoke, as I studied this week, there's a few things that his audience would have heard what that heavy yoke could be. It could be the burden of sin. It could be the burden of the law. It could be the burden of the religious leaders. It could be the burden of government at that time. It could be the, 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 the burden of oppression or the weariness in the search for God. It could be the burden of, I, I don't know if I said this already, the religious leaders, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. But if you fast forward to 2022, what can those burdens be? The burdens could be relationships of all kinds. Can I hear an amen to that? I mean, the real, relationships are beautiful and wonderful, but they're also hard. It could be financial. And by the way, uh, we have an amazing ministry here, the, the Financial Peace Ministry. And, and, and when you leave, there's a table out there, and it's about financial peace. Our next class with Bill Rose, who's in the service right now, I would highly recommend, especially, especially if finances are a burden, but don't even wait till finances are a burden to take this class. It changed my wife and I, literally, our financial uh, picture by taking this class. It gives you tools that are unbelievable and it's from a, a biblical perspective. So that's kind of a, 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 a plug, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. Because I don't, a financial burden is a heavy burden, isn't it, church? 
So what are some other things? You know, it could be cultural burdens, the things that's going on in this world and, 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 and all the garbage, and I can list it all out, but I don't want to add to the heaviness of your heart at this moment. But you think about just today, 9-11. You know, 9-11, we don't tend to think about it every day, at least I don't, but man, this is the day where, where our nation, I mean, it, it just, it, it, it flipped upside down in just a moment of time. And the heartache and the pain and the confusion that surrounds that. And so to be on that day to day, it could, it could bring some burden back to our heart. I don't know what your burden is. I don't know what you've added into your life that God says, I don't want it there. But Jesus says, he says, take my yoke. Hmm. I think that's powerful. The loose translation of that whole passage, <laughs> here's Rob Denton. Loose translation is, I want to lo- lighten your load. I want to lighten your load. I want you, to, I want you to just be carrying this instead of this. And the honest truth is, some of you have got the whole set. <laughs> Funny but not, right? Like, you've got the whole set, and it's filled to the brim. The zippers are breaking. I'm not talking about anyone specific. You see, what I love about this is that Jesus frees people from all of these burdens. He did it then and he does it now. Pot doesn't do it. Alcohol doesn't do it. Sex doesn't do it. Success doesn't do it. Awards, you just keep filling in the blanks. When people cry and say that those are the things, I say, well, how's that working for you? And, and nobody goes, oh, yeah, I just, I just, it's just working so good. I just need to keep pouring that alcohol down my throat or shooting the meth or the fentanyl or I just need to keep having more sex or I need, you know, wh- whatever the thing is. What we need is to yoke up with Jesus. I can't do this thing called life on my own. I've tried. How about you? So if you're taking notes, write this up. (laughs) Write this down. I'm thinking this might be a cool shirt now. Yoke up. (laughs) Right, Jill? Yoke up. Like, instead of suck it up, or some of the other things we might, yoke up. And that might be a great term for us to start using around this church when we're finding ourselves really struggling or pulling ourselves down. You just look at a brother or sister in love and say, yoke up. Right, Alan? Yoke up. Let's go. You see, but here's Revelation 3.20 where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone wants relationship with me, he's got to open up the door. If he wants me to eat with him, open up the door. It's right there. It was right there. <laughs> and there it is again. If anyone hears my voice and appear, opens the door, I will come in. But here's what's the crazy thing about this passage. There's only one handle on this door, and it's on our side. Jesus ain't busting down the door saying, here I am. I wish he would in some cases. But relationship is just that. It's a choice, and Jesus wants relationship with us. He wants to yoke up with us, but we have got to make the decision to allow him to come alongside and stick his head in the yoke, and let's go. I, this is where I want to say, yoke up! 
Because some of us are trying to do this in life and it's so hard. And I can identify this is part of my problem. I've shared that's my weakness. Sometimes I take on the burdens of others so much that I keep it here. And the truth is I need to do that but give it up to him. How about you? Life is hard. Yes, there's health stuff. Yes, there's financial stuff. Yes, there's relationship stuff. Yes, there's church stuff. Yes, there's cities. All that stuff is there. But Jesus didn't design us to take it all on. It's not my world and you're just living in it. It's his world. So I need to stop trying to be God. And so do you. Whew, it's getting hot up here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to what? Destruction, and many will find it. Narrow is the gate that leads to salvation, and only a few find it. You know what that tells me? Again, it validates the idea that we have a choice. Have you chosen Jesus? And I'm sorry, my perspective is this, and it comes from my father, No decision is a decision. So if we don't say yes to Jesus, we automatically are saying no to him. Oh, I'll just wait till I have a white picket fence and and I'm married and have two and a half kids and a dog named Fido. Who says you have tomorrow? And I say that in love. And I say it with a lot of love and compassion because it breaks my heart. And if you guys know me, it's very true. It breaks my heart to see you suffer and walk through life trying to drag all this crud when the answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. And so when I, when I read this scripture, I, I think about the idea of just straight up, have you, have you said yes? Have you said yes to Jesus? Have you invited him into that yoke? And if not, why not? One of the tools we have here at West Valley, and you could talk to someone at the Welcome Center afterwards, you could talk to me. We have a class that meets upstairs during second service. It's called Discover Life. It teaches you about who Jesus is, who, uh, what the Bible's all about, what sin is, what grace is, what it means to be a Christian, how to become a Christian. We do this in three weeks. You don't have to make a decision at the end of it but at least you're informed about the basis of Christianity. I'd highly recommend you do that. And you don't feel comfortable going to a class? We'll do one-on-ones with you. But the time is now. Stop trying to do this when this is what he created us to handle. First Peter chapter 5. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares. Cast all anxiety on him because he cares. I'm not a big fisherman, but I've fished enough. I know what it's like to cast. So let me, let me give you an example of when Jeff casts, tiny over here, big fisherman. When he casts, it goes, hits the water. Pastor Rob casts. (laughs) Come on, I've seen some of you fish, you're just like me. 
But here's the reality. Here's the reality. What's cast? Let it go. Right? But too many of us look at this in the fishing terms, and we cast, and then we start reeling in. We throw it out there, and then we bring it right back. When Jesus says cast, he says, get rid of it. Let me take it on. What burden do you need to cast today? What is it that you need to move from your shoulders to his shoulders? What do you need to release? What do you need to let go of? You see, I have to continue. Did you hear that? Pastor Rob, 30 years ministry. I have to continue to remember what I just told you. And when I don't, I get really sick. That's how it plays out in my body. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. You see, what I've learned is when we live out these passages that I'm talking about right now, there's a word that automatically shows up. Peace. When I cast, when I yoke up with him, when I do all the things that we're talking about, peace all of a sudden shows up. And it's not the peace that the world offers, it's the peace that God offers. You see, the world offers, they, they, they talk about peace is the absence of conflict. Have you heard that? Peace is the absence of conflict. The, the peace that Jesus offers as the Prince of Peace is not peace in the absence of conflict. It could be part of it, but it's peace in the midst of conflict. Did you catch that? Did you know that you could have a peace that surpasses all understanding, which I'm looking at you, Janet, because uh, your husband that went on to be with the Lord, I remember using that one time, and I said, it's peace that passes all understanding. He came up to me in love afterwards. He says, no, surpasses. <laughs> and, and he's right. That's what Scripture says. It's, it's a peace that we can't understand. It doesn't make sense that as we walk through whatever hard thing we're walking through, that we could actually have peace. So I, I uh, had a few pastors from uh, out of state uh, join me this week, and we have a little covenant group. And uh, one of the evenings, we were at Ventura uh, at the beach and, uh, watching the sunset. They would not seen, uh, been out there. And um, I was standing, I love sunsets. I don't know if you guys know that. That's my thing. It was a beautiful night. So it's about 10 minutes, five minutes from the sun setting. And I'm watching this surfer. There's only one surfer out there. And he's sitting on his board. So you could picture the board and his feet on either side, just kind of straddling it. And he's facing the sun setting. Like he's not trying to catch a wave at all. I'm watching him for a half hour. He's not trying to catch a wave. But he's, he's in the midst of all these waves that are just kind of rolling under him and around him and splashing and all that. And he's just bobbing. And he's just watching the sunset. And I'm like, that's peace. With all the stuff that's going on around us in our life, we're just sitting on, we're sitting yoked up with Jesus. And no matter how big or small the wave is, he's just focusing in on the beauty of the sunset. Church, life is hard. But we're making it a lot harder when we don't invite Jesus into the picture. There's a bumper sticker I saw many years ago. When I say many, like 25 years ago. I want you to put that picture up there. No God, no peace. No God, no peace. Which no are you? 
Are you N-O-ing God? Are you K-N-O-W God? Because when we know God, we'll know amazing peace that surpasses all understanding. Unrest is the second point for today. And I actually want you to write this down. Um, (laughs) If the first one was uh, yoke up, this one is rest up. (laughs) I want to read to you something that was in Max's book, because Max and I are close like that. I could just call him Max. (laughs) Don't tell him. (laughs) Rob who? He says this, I'll give you the consequences of the burden and you guess the cause. All right, so that's going to be our game right here. And if you win, you get a free hamburger and hot dog. (laughs) Aren't I nice? It afflicts 70 million Americans and is faulted for 38,000 deaths a year. The condition annually costs the U.S. $70 billion worth of productivity. Teenagers suffer from it. Studies show that 64% of teens blame it for poor school performance. Middle-agers face it. Researchers say the most severe cases occur between the ages of 30 and 40. Senior citizens are afflicted by it. One study suggests that the condition impacts 50% of of the over 65 population. Treatments involve everything from mouth guards to herbal teas to medication. Any idea what is being described? Stress, I hear that. Anxiety, okay, depression, these are good. Chemical abuse, no. Divorce, no. Long sermons by Pastor Rob, no. (laughs) None of these answers are correct, though the last one (laughs) may be a close second. The answer may not surprise you, and someone yelled it out at the very end. It's insomnia. Insomnia. Is that crazy? Insomnia in America is killing us. Americans can't get to sleep. Unrest and weariness. Our bodies are tired, our minds are tired, and check this out, our souls are tired. 30 tons. How many? 30 tons of aspirins, sleeping pills, and tranquilizers are consumed every day. And then I wonder how much alcohol is consumed. I've heard many people go, oh, yeah, I just have a shot of whiskey or bourbon. I'm not telling you to do that before I go to bed so I can sleep. So how much alcohol could be added to that? The energy gauge on the dashboard on our forehead says what? It says empty. We're tired. We're tired. Einstein, Albert Einstein, do you know how much he averaged sleep? 11 hours. Woo! 11 hours. The average American in 1910, how much did they average? Seven. Seven hours. So I can only imagine, or nine hours, I'm sorry, nine hours. Then today, it's seven. And actually, the number's less than that. We're tired. Unrest is something that we've put in our bag that God did not create us for. We've got burdens, 
We've got unrest. There's an interesting thing I learned this week. There's only one other living creature that struggles as much as we do. Who do you think it is? Is it cats? They can't even sit for five minutes. Dogs? What creature has as much trouble resting as we do? Sheep. 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 Sheep need everything just right. No predators, no tension in the flocks, no bugs in the air, no hunger in the belly, and they need to play the app of the beautiful noise in the background so they can fall asleep. I'm sorry if I'm making fun of you. I can't even imagine. There's so many people that are doing that in my life now. It's like, when did this become a thing to put on this app so that you can go to sleep? I'm sorry. Now, some of you put on the West Valley app of me preaching so you can sleep. That's fine. That's good. I'm glad to help that cause of insomnia. Should I do bourbon or should I do Pastor Rob tonight? Pastor Rob. Yes, yes. But isn't it interesting? Look at Psalms 23. Psalms 23. The Lord is my what? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. For sheep to get rest, they can't, they can't make it happen themselves. They need a shepherd. For you and I to get the rest that you and I need, we can't do it ourselves. We've tried. We too need the shepherd. He makes me. He makes me. He leads me. That's why rest up is so good. It's a great challenge for us. Now, please hear me. For you that are lazy, this isn't justification. All right? Lazy is a whole nother sermon. Stop being lazy. Get your butt out of the chair and out of bed and get going. All right? But most of us, our problem is rest. And we've got this burden and we've got this unrest in our hearts that is affecting how we relate to people and how we live life. You and I do better when we're rested. Isaiah 26, you will keep in perfect peace with those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You see, last week's message was focus on him. Focus not on the problem, but the problem solver. Amen? I know I'm making it sound like, oh, it's so easy. You know, I, you don't know, Pastor, what I'm going through. You're right, I don't know what you're going through, and you don't know what I'm going through, but I do know the answer is, it's the same. Yoke up. Rest up. And life will be a lot lighter and a lot better. What is God telling you right now? What is it that you need to change? What is it that you need to unpack? I pray that you do that. So that we don't wait for the green pastures up in heaven because that's going to be amazing. But God has green pastures for us here on this earth that we get to hang out in. Let them lead you into those green pastures. Father, thank you. Whew, that's a lot. Thank you. Thank you for giving Jesus, who with his own pierced hands died so that we could experience pastures for our soul. He tore out the thorny underbush of condemnation. He, he pried loose the, the huge boulders of sin. And in place, he planted seeds of grace and dug ponds of mercy. 
God, help us to live in those while here on this earth. In Jesus' name, all God's people say. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at wvcch.org or you can join us live in one of our Sunday services. Have a great day.